welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast, where we help young Michigan families manage their finances and create wealth. I'm your host, Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Please be sure to go on to whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on and leaving a review so that way other great people like yourself can find this podcast. It just helps me and our group be able to get this information out to as many people as possible. Uh, and before I get into the topic of today, please be sure to go on to that tight form that I had set up. Uh, we'll keep that tight form kind of just going for indefinite, at least for the time being. And this will allow you to ask questions. And then what I'll be able to do is answer those questions live on one of the Wealthy Homes podcast episodes here in the future. To be able to find that link, you can go to one of my Q&A posts, which is either on LinkedIn or Facebook, or you can go to my profile and click the link tree link, and it will be one of the first buttons that you can click on. Again, it's just an easy question that you can write into the podcast to be able to, to ask, whether that's a question on your finances or investing. And then there's just a couple of ancillary questions that helps me answer that question for you. So kind of getting into the topic of today. And I was looking at one of my walls in my office, and it just reminds me of kind of the history of the market. And, and the, on my wall is a big picture of a bear that's sleeping, and then there's a sign right next to it that says, don't wake the bear. Now, most of it goes along with kind of the rest of my office being kind of like an outdoorsy theme. But what it really gives a deeper meaning is, is talking about a bear market. And I like the history of the overall stock market. It gives me kind of a better grasp on what to do with not only my money, but also my client's money and kind of viewing the history of the market and why it's so important to know it. Because you can know these different things and these different products about the market, but you also need to know some history of, of how investing works and in, in the interest rates and the historical rates of return and that type of thing. And if you're don't know what products I'm talking about. Again, you can go to episode six. This is investing 101, where we kind of just break down the different investments that you're likely to see. And then also episode 19 is another great episode. And this is just how to invest in your 401k. Again, I break down those different investments, uh, mutual funds, all that kind of thing. I won't be doing that too much today. I'm going to be talking more on the history of the stock market and kind of the ebbs and flows of that and how we kind of make our investment decisions as, as an advisor, and then helping our clients through the ups and downs of the market. So kind of getting into it, we got to get to know the origins of a bull and bear market. What a lot of people maybe know or don't know is where that name comes from, the bull and the bear. And it, one of the original origins is actually on the attack of the animal where a bull will hit you with its horns and then flail you up in the air. You've probably seen it a million different times between rodeos or kind of the Spanish uh, bull chasing the flag. And then the other one is the bear, which is the claw. It's taking and clawing you down. And so those are the overall movements in the market that we see. So if you're bullish, that means you are anticipating the market is going up. And if you're bearish, you're anticipating the market going down. Now, another part of the origin is actually when it comes to the bear market name, and it actually goes all the way back to the century, and they talk about the intermediaries of the sale of bearskins. And what they would do is basically 
they're getting the difference between what the bearskin would would be sold at and what they're buying it at. And typically they would know the difference in that margin difference and then they were keeping that difference. And so a lot of these people were known as bears or bear skins at that time. And so that's where kind of the name started when it came to the bears. But a lot of the the bullish and the bearish came from more of the attack of the animal. But I think that's a really cool story of how we've kind of articulated the the name of the bull and bear markets and, and how they work. Now, again, a bull and a bear is just the general direction of the market. But by definition, a bull market is when the market goes up at least 20%. And the bear is the exact opposite. It's going down 20%. Now, when it comes to how long they last, it completely depends on the economy and, and the overall market. But history, when looking at it, a bull market typically lasts a little over five years, usually five and a half. But there are definitely different times in, in the market where a bull market could be over a decade, even sometimes closer to two. and then. It could be a couple of months, could be a bull market. And a bear market is typically anywhere from months to a couple of years. The longest we saw for a bear market was back in the Great Depression, and that lasted a couple of years, where the average bear market lasts about 10 months. And we've kind of seen that if you've looked at history over the past couple of years, just the bear market that we've more recently seen was in 2022, and that was almost exactly 10 months. So going back over history, there's typical times that we can see a bull market and a bear market. And I think it's really important as an investor to just know these the history of it because you might be saying, oh my gosh, we're just in this down market. I feel like I, I made the biggest mistake. I was too aggressive, yada, yada, yada. But you got to know the history of the bull and bear markets and, and, and when it makes sense to hold on and go for that next bull market. If you've already gone through the bear market or likely have gone through the brunt of it, likely you need to hold your money to be able to get that return back and then some, and that's usually what we see in a bull market. Again, that doesn't always happen exactly that way. Sometimes there is a sequence of returns that aren't favorable. But over time, what we've seen in history is those bull markets will eventually make up for those, for those bear markets. Now, when it comes to a bull market, there is a certain percentage or an average return that we see when it comes to a bull market. And going back to the start of the S&P 500, so since 1957, we can kind of look at the average rate of return for those bull markets. And the average bull market that we've seen has averaged about a hundred and about 170 percent. It's actually 169. But you can look back at the different durations and time periods. Like from 1957 to 1961 was about 50 months, and that average was 86%. 1962 to 1966, we saw the market go up 80%. And then some of the bigger durations was actually March of 2009 to February of 2020, where we saw the market go up 400% over a duration of 132 months. And then shortly after that, almost a month later after uh, February, so starting of March to January of 2022, so over a 21 month duration, 114%. And that kind of brings me to my next point is that you can have these bull markets within what's called a secular bull market. And again, you can have these downturns in the market where 
you could have a down 20% in a very short period of time, but you can also see a retracement of that very, very quickly. And you can see this back in like 1987 when we saw the 1987 crash. Well, 1982 to 1987, over a 60-month period, the market went up 228%. But in December, so two months later, all the way to March of 2000, over a duration of 148 months, the market went up 582%. So if you would have pulled your money out after that market crash, you'd have missed 582% over that duration of about 10 years. So it's really important to know the history of the bull markets and bear markets because bear markets are often quicker, more violent, but you have to be able to go through those to be able to see the good of the bull markets. But a secular bull market, again, can go on for multiple of these bull markets. And we've kind of seen this from that March of 2009 all the way to, to kind of present day, where there's been a retracement of 20%. It just maybe didn't last that long or a correction or a bad market or even a negative year. And I can think of 2012, 2013, where people in these bear contributors were saying, hey, we're due for another downturn. We're due for a market crash. The market's gone up too quickly after a, a down year in the market. And it just kept going. And it just another than 2015, 2016 happened with the oil straits in Saudi Arabia. And they're saying, hey, the market's going to tank again. And so we had kind of a turbulent time in the market. It happened again in 2018, 2019 when they were saying, hey, it's been a decade since the last market crash. We're due. We're due. And we, stalled, we saw an actual negative year in 2018 where the whole year was pretty much positive up until late November, most of December, and it just ate away at all the gains. But then you missed, if you got out, the, the next year right before COVID when Trump put in the tax cuts and the market kind of sprung back to life. So there's different bear markets within a secular bull market, and secular bull markets last anywhere from 15 to 20 years. So it's really important to know that history because likely you are going to see three secular bull markets through your investing life. And typically when it comes into the thirds, the first secular bull market you're going to see is you're going to probably be too, too young or not have enough money in the market to really see the gains. This second bull market that you'll see, and this is gonna be your prime earning years, where you gotta take full advantage of that secular bull market. And then that third secular bull market is likely when you can't take the risk as a senior or a retiree, and so you're likely not to see that. So you gotta really make sure that when that bull market happens, you take full advantage of it. And again, this is another advantage of, of working with an advisor to kind of know the landscape of where we're at in the market, to know if are we on the verge of a next bull market or are we kind of at the tail end of one. But that doesn't mean we, again, time the market. It just makes sure that we're using the adequate risk that you're willing to take on when it comes to where we're at in the market. But I really like secular bull markets because I believe it helps you kind of keep this train of thought that even in a downturn, we could be still in that secular bull market and it could still be going up. And typically, a secular bull market has three market parts. The first part of a secular bull market is usually, again, after a bad bear. And 
the Federal Reserve is lowering interest rates to get things going again. And we've seen this over even more recent history, like looking back to 2008, 2009, after the Great Recession, they lowered the interest rates and this got people more into the buying pool of buying houses again. They got people and these companies back on their feet. They were able to, to get money lent to them at a cheaper rate that allowed them to keep their businesses going. And so that's usually driven by the interest rates. And then there's a second part in the bull market. And this is typically the earnings portion. And this is usually the longest and strongest part of the bull market. So at this point, interest rates maybe are going up and these companies are still running strongly just based on the earnings and the overall economy. And this can be just, again, it can be a long period of time where it's just chugging along. And then the last part of the bull market is the euphoric. This is the bubble. And this could be, again, a couple of years over a period of time. We saw this in the late uh, 90s going into the very early 2000s with the tech bubble. Again, it could be a couple of years where you saw double digits or even more than 20, 30% years, and it happened in consecutive years. And these are usually those blow-offs where the fundamentals don't matter. You know, we're just buying stuff because we know that it's just going to go up and the next person is going to be dumb enough to buy it. And, and we've saw this throughout history going way, way back. And I, I think it's the 14th century that we had the tulip frenzy where it was one of the first bubbles that we've we've known and and basically people were trading tulip bulbs like if you go to holland and they have the the tulip festival they were selling tulip bulbs and it's been recorded that it got all the way up to equivalent today's 1 million dollars that one tulip bulb went for because again they had that mentality that if someone's dumb enough to buy it at a higher price than what i'm buying it at and eventually the whole thing comes crashing down like a house of cards when they just realize they're just tulip bulbs. And so this thing goes back all the way to history through the tech bubble. And then we can also look at it as even more recently, we saw this with the NFTs and the artwork where people were making stuff in, in two seconds with ChatGBT or whatever, and they were selling it for millions of dollars. And it took no time. It really had no purpose. People were just buying it with the anticipation that it's going to go up and somebody's going to be dumb enough to buy it. So those are the three different parts. Again, so that's the interest rates, the earnings, and then the euphoric. Now you might be going, okay, where are we at? Well, that's an interesting question. And, and what I kind of mull over more, more every single day is, are we at the beginning or are we at the end? And what we've seen is, I think, looking at the euphoric start, I thought we were in that in that 2021 where things were just going up for no reason, went up very, very fast. There was a bunch of money given to people where they just thought this money's never going to run out. And then the whole thing came crashing down. Now, was it a full-on crash that we've seen like the Great Recession or the Great Depression? Sure, it wasn't that bad, but it was one of the worst years in the market. If you looked at your 60-40 portfolio, which is your typical retirees, so looking at that, I could say that we're at the start of a new bull market or even a secular bull market. Now, one of the main people that I listen to, and he talks about the secular bull market often, which is Jeff Sott, and he was the head market commentary for Raymond James for a number of years. And then now he's got his own market commentary called the Sott Strategy. And then he's even an investment portfolio manager as well. 
but he still thinks that the secular bull market is going on and it's well, and that we could be still in that earnings portion. And kind of looking at it, you know, interest rates are up and what's keeping the market going, these companies are just chugging along with earnings, even though interest rates are at some of the highest rates we've seen in, in over a decade. So a part of me is pessimistic that we could be still going on, but it could be also that we're starting at the new secular bull market. So often what I've been looking at with my clients is, okay, if this is the beginning, let's get in and let's take full advantage of it. If we have a couple more years, let's take advantage of it. But at the same time, let's be very cautious that if this is getting closer to the end of another secular bull market, that we got to be able to be ready to manage this risk that's coming closer and closer every single day. Again, I'm not trying to time the market, not for me or my clients, but just looking back at history, we just need to be cautious in things that have happened and what could happen again. So again, looking at bulls and bears, the history of it, again, a bull market is an upward trend in the market, often over 20%. Bear market is a downward trend in the market, often going down at least 20%. A bull market often lasts at least five and a half years on average. And on average, a bear market can be about 10 months. Looking back, again, a secular bull market can last anywhere between 15 and 20 years. It's no doubt that the last secular bull market started in 2009. So again, if we're using that logic, we could have a number of years left of that secular bull market, or we're starting off on a new one. So it's just really important that you're working with an advisor or somebody that can can help you along in this journey, especially as we're going through the different risks of the market and different interest rates. And and then not only that, but helping you with the retirement planning aspect of all the moving parts when it comes to retirement, the social security, the other benefits that your employer has. If you've moved jobs, the change in, in those employer benefits, helping you along in all those different aspects. It's really important to have somebody along with the ride with you. Now, again, going back to the very, very beginning, if, you, if any of this springs a question, where are we at? Where, what should I do with my investments? What should I do with uh, my financial circumstance? Again, type that into that type form. I'd love to answer it on the show. Again, you, you remain completely unanimous. I don't know who you are. I won't even get your contact information. Nothing it is just purely a question that you can put in and then listen to the podcast for the answer. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me or type that into that type form. But I'd love to see you guys in the next episode of the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Be sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Connor Bowsman or Preferred Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of Connor Bowsman or other qualified financial advisors with any questions you may have regarding this episode. Connor Bowsman is a licensed financial advisor and any of the investment advisory services offered are through Harbor Investments, member SPIC. Products and services provided are not NCUA insured, have no credit union guarantee, and may lose value. Consumers Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union and Harbor Investments are separate and independent companies, and credit unions are not providing security services.